0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the debut episode of the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. I am Chris Eaton, and with me is my co-host.
1: It's Jessica. Hello. Uh,
0: For those who uh, are just kind of coming across this, if you're coming across it like on your uh, podcast feed, this is a podcast dedicated to all things giant monsters and their ilk uh it, you know it was it's um i think in the the advent of pacific rim we are now entering a new golden age and this lovely lady next to me uh approached me so what this episode is going to be about is just kind of the origins and what we're, our intent is for the upcoming uh, shows of, uh for your listening experience so jessica why did not you start us out how did this come about
1: Well, I've always been a really big fan Mm -hmm. of anything kaiju and also anything giant monster related in Mm -hmm. film industries like Attack of the Giant Crab Monsters and all that. And with Pacific Rim coming out, I noticed that there was an in search of trend of people finally really being excited for it. Mm -hmm. Being the last time most Americans knew about it was the Matthew Broderick Godzilla Sony film. Yes, that was a special moment mm-hmm. in my life. Um, however, you know, I saw more and more people being really excited for Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. Uh, men and women, and even some of my female friends, they just like Charlie Hunnam. So people, he is sexy. He is. <laughs> so people sexy. were very excited. And I noticed like foreign boards and a lot of things were blowing up. Mm-hmm. And I've always felt like before I would have always loved to do a kaiju podcast, but I didn't know how well it would be received because it's such a specific niche. Yeah. However, now I think it's the perfect time where we're kind of in the beginning flux of it, and I think it would be a great time. However, I knew I couldn't do a podcast by myself. It's just... A person talking. Yeah, you kind of
0: feel weird just sitting there talking to, to
1: yourself like. for an <laughs> hour. And then I decided, so I started going through all the people I felt would be really great to be a co host. And I felt like, you know, for a lot of people, I think they would have loved to do it, but they either lived too far mm-hmm. or they didn't fit a certain demographic or they were really busy, like they were family men or family women. So I knew that their times were much more limited. But I was like, no, I met this great guy named Chris. <laughs> And I figured, and then from there, we kind of bonded, because I think the very first time is I was at Kamikaze Expo. Mm -hmm. Is it the first or second year? It
0: was the second year, because that's when they had the the main floor. They had the main floor. floor. They were downstairs in the dungeon.
1: Yeah, so it was the second year of Stanley's Kamikaze. I moderated a panel called For Robots to Monsters, You know, Why is Japan King? And Mm -hmm. the history of it. And I noticed you, because you asked really good and interesting questions, and you sat Front row to my left.
0: I was front row. I was the <laughs> I was the the prick in the front row. Going, well, no, no, you're you got it wrong. It was it, God's the first guy's one came out fifty four, not fifty six. I was that prick, and then I noticed it's like, okay, stop talking. You are not on the panel. You are just some douchebag sitting in the front, interrupting everybody.
1: No, but no, actually, but you asked politely. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. you weren't you weren't you actually raised your hand. Like people in the past, I've noticed would just scream like they would just yell it no matter what seat they were at
0: they go you hear in the background bullshit (laughs) yeah you're you're, you got something like that i at least have been i still go by my school rules so like if i'm even when i'm sitting on the ground i sit indian style very nice and promptly (laughs) and i raise my hand
1: (laughs) yes and then from there um because i was also part of online journalism Mm -hmm. i can't i can't really say journalist i feel like that's a jab to all you new york times actual editors and writers out there
0: they're not even journalists themselves they're (laughs) all hackneyed
1: but um but yeah no and i started to see you around all the green rooms as we were doing interviews working
0: my way in there it's like yeah they're real real seedy like and and then then i saw
1: that and then we started talking because i was like i know you i recognize you Mm -hmm. and you were like the more they always have this rumor or stereotype that all people trying to get into the media industry are really mean to each other and Mm -hmm. they don't help each other out Mm Mm-hmm. But you, you know, and the people were really nice and was like, no, you know, you can move your camera a little bit to the left. That's Mm -hmm. fine. Or, like, how about, like, you take this talent first, and then I take this talent, and then we switch off. Mm -hmm. And so you and the people that you were with were very gracious to do that. And so I was like, this is, like, friend in making.
0: (laughs) That would be my humble editor and best friend, George Cadero, who we run the Realmcast together. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, we, like, uh, the... Yeah, our first experience with each other was at that Kamikaze panel. But then it's like when we start doing the uh, the Warner Brothers stuff, especially be the anime movies, because we're we are like diehard fans and slight like whores for that stuff. We're just like, <laughs> yes, yes, let's go talk to Matt Bomer and talk about Superman. Let's do that and. There would be this uh, this uh, very petite, lovely little lady over there, and but she would talk a mile a minute about everything comic book related. And then I'm just like, I want to test her knowledge one day. <laughs> so I was like prodding her. It's like, what else are you into? And she's like, monsters? I'm like, go on. And I started doing the chin scratch thing. And she, I'm like, what else? She's like, I like mixed martial arts. I'm like, hmm. I feel she might be trolling me, but I have to keep prodding. <laughs> And Then she hit me with one that just kind of was like, "Do you like monster trucks?" I'm like, "Ah, no." You hit me with the one white thing I'm not into, so.
1: Oh, but, and I think we were talking about like taxidermy.
0: Yes, it was like, a <laughs> real weird <laughs> thing. Like, so it was really just like weird. it was a good nine out of ten kind of thing.
1: That was really weird. So yeah, so thinking.
0: it was uh, up until I think so we hit like nine or ten different press panels, and we're always kind of like talking a little more. Yes. And then I think it came down to what this last Comic Con, right? Yes,
1: yeah, San we were, Diego Comic Con.
0: We were doing the press line for for Psych. No, no, was you it were psych? you were no, we were doing Flashpoint. Justice we were doing Flashpoint, Flashpoint, okay. Which was an experience in itself.
1: Oh yeah, it was. But yeah,
0: but yeah, but that was also an awesome screening too.
1: It was. It was very good.
0: But uh, anyway, yeah, she. Uh, I see her. I was like, oh, hey, Jessica. She's like, hey, hey, I got something to ask you, but. The, we I came in rather late to the interviews because I was running from across town because right. I was ironically hitting the Godzilla experience. <laughs> I had gotten a uh, um, one of those passes. I had gotten in initially, and then I managed to uh, score my way and get one of those passes I can keep going through. Yeah, So I hit it a second time because I wanted another poster, too. So uh, I hit it, and then George calls me, and he's like, um, we have work to do. So I'm hauling ass down like five city blocks, and I get up there, and I'm finally... <laughs> I'm you know, huffing and puffing. He's like, I've already talked to Daily Sun. Let's get get in there. So so up next comes everyone, so we say our pleasantries and you're like, I got something I want to ask you, and then we get lost in the shuffle. So next thing I know, we're done. Uh,
1: and they you. shove you out. They yeah, clear they're that just room like, out go. so fast. Yeah,
0: this is like just get out and mind you, we're in the Hilton too, so that's across the way yeah. from the actual you know, convention center. So we gotta run over to uh was it ballroom twenty where they did? Yeah. It? Luckily we got in. Did you get in?
1: I did. I did. I went in for a little bit, and I had to leave because I had to do something for Marvel. So it was, I was.
0: See, you didn't get to see. Which went
1: back to the Hilton. Uh, We got events copies. Usually, Mm. Gary Mariano is the gracious man that does all of Warner premieres. He's a very
2: lovely man. And
1: uh, he usually helps us out because he understands that not all media Mm. can be able to do everything. So sometimes he'll have events copies out for us. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Gary. Um, But yeah, like, I ended up with an events copy, and it was this whole thing. So I only saw part of it. But then so I had to there leave. to
0: see the, the routing applause of uh, Thomas Wayne firing guns at, at alternate world uh, Harley Quinn.
1: I was not there for that, no. but it was a joy to see on my <laughs> friend's flat screen TV.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, well, anyway, so now I got this haunt, because I'm looking for you afterwards. And I got this now, oh, like, yeah. oh,
2: like no. wait, what the hell
0: did she want? And George is like, did you ever find out what she wanted? I'm like, no. So it became, this is Friday nights. So there's two more days of the show. I'm like, I have not seen her at all. I'm like, she's probably busy doing real stuff, and we're just... We're enjoying the show, so I
1: get lost in the crowds. Yeah. I've learned not to wear heels only during interviews.
0: You are Jessica is a very petite girl too, <laughs> so and when you're in a like a, a sea of humanity that is Comic Con, it's very easy to get lost. So luckily, I had uh, her contact information. It's like I'm like, hey, what were you like wanting to ask me about? I'm just like, hey, you know, what's up? Or it was like, no, 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 no. I have an idea. Do you want to do something? I'm like, what? And then she hit me with the podcast. So, ergo, smash cut, two months, three months later now, yeah. here we are.
1: Yeah, we had a couple of setbacks. Like, I got sick. I apologize if you guys are going to still hear me coughing. And then there was all kinds of things going on. And finally, we are all we are all good. We're ready to go. Which, just in time for uh, Stanley's Kamikaze.
0: Yes. You want to tell people what's going on there? Um, Can you tell them yet?
1: I don't think so. I mm-hmm. think we can tell them after it confirms, or they can go and we can announce it online. Which okay. you know, everyone there's, will. There's know. something
0: coming up. If you're in the LA area, definitely come to uh, Kamikaze the first weekend of uh, November. So it is a excellent show to check out. If you even if um, it's it's a nice alternative to to the madness of San Diego, and they make real, they probably make the best use out of uh, the LA Convention Center, Sands, maybe uh, Anime Expo, yeah, an E3, yeah. I, which I didn't get to go to. It was someone else on this I got to go to. Yeah. yeah, he's staring at me. So, here we go. So now, we are in this renaissance of, of I almost want to say podcast, of kaiju. So, uh, thanks to the wonderful work of uh, Guillermo del Toro, and now Legendary, finally, you know, uh, sallying forth with their version of Godzilla. Uh, we're in, like, a nice flux period where I think we're going to hit, like, a crescendo that... I think a lot of people thought it was going to happen when Cloverfield came out.
1: Right, right.
0: Where it was just like, oh, giant monsters are back. J.J. Abrams is doing a giant monster movie. It's going to be great. And it just turned into like one of those blips on the radar, and that was it.
1: I got a headache halfway through that movie yeah, because I, of the shaking of the camera. When
0: we sit down and properly go into that movie, <laughs> you're going to hear a lot of, of um, rhetoric on my end. Because I did not... And, and, you can ask uh, George mm-hmm. one day. He'll tell you. It's like, this guy hyped the shit out of that movie. Like, for six months, from that Transformers trailer all the way on, mm-hmm. it was just like, he would not shut up about this. They're making a giant monster movie, and it's going to be great. And then J.J. Abrams is doing and oh my God, it's going to be. And then I sat there and watched him, just like. Mm.
1: Not enough monster for me. It
0: was. like, Why did they kill Santa Claus? Like, this. I just literally watched someone stab Santa in the throat in front of me. It's just like, this is not a giant monster movie at all. It's like, I get what they're going for, but it wasn't it. So, this is what this is what I was getting from everyone else when, when the Pacific Rim hype, because I was doing the same thing for Pacific Rim, but I'm like, no, you don't get it. There's giant, there's robots this time, and it's Guillermo del Toro. He never makes a bad movie, and I are just like, you're going to walk out disappointed. Well, it's safe to say, I was not disappointed. Well, what about you? What did you think of the movie?
1: I was definitely not disappointed.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I was... Definitely not. I mean, of course, there for every movie, no matter how perfect it is, there's always small things that oh, yeah. can be changed, or dialogue, mm-hmm. or this person, that person. But overall, it was a very... I really liked it a lot.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think it was really good. I think the casting that he chose was pretty good mm-hmm. for a lot of different reasons. And I loved it because you got to actually see the Jaegers and you really actually got to see the Kaiju kind of wish more in the daytime because I sat a little bit close the first time so all Mm -hmm. I saw was like arms and legs and muddle mess and teeth and then some sort of luminescent thing that's coming out of there and I was like what is happening but then second, third, fourth, fifth viewing (laughs) was really, really good and you learned to know where to pick your seats.
0: Yeah, I took my dad twice to see it and he was just like son, that, that, I, whoa, like they gotta do a Godzilla movie like that. I'm like, they are doing a Godzilla movie like that. It's like, Oh shit! Well, we got to go see it when it comes out. I'm like, I will take you to go see it. Yeah. So believe me, the um, the the hype that I felt for Pacific Rim is just going to be twice full once the Godzilla promotion machine starts getting going. Because when I was 14, when the Sony film was coming out, I was just like, it was something. It was just like, yes, let me grasp on it. And then I saw, it, I'm just like, oh, yeah, no, yeah. It, it was it was a it was a. Um, a horrible uh, reality of, like, oh, wow, they can really fuck up something.
1: Like, yes, a classic.
0: Mm-hmm. Mind you, two years later, I hadn't really seen a bad movie until I saw Mortal Kombat Annihilation. And that was when <laughs> I realized, oh, wow, there can be bad movies. And I didn't want to tell myself for the first... I saw Godzilla, the the Sony one, twice in theaters, and that was it. The first time, i just like okay, this is fine. Okay. I didn't want to admit to myself, no, there was a really shitty Godzilla movie. And it wasn't even really Godzilla to begin with. So I saw it a second time with my dad, and he watched it. He's like, yeah, I thought it was all right. I don't know why Ferris Bueller was in it, but,
2: you know.
1: I remember that movie. I I either went for my birthday, or I went with just a group of friends, Mm -hmm. because I was much younger then, but, All of my friends, and I had to make all of them come. Yeah. Because, you know, strength in numbers. Mm -hmm. You know, your parents don't want you taken when you're in middle school. (laughs) None of my female friends showed up. Mm -hmm. But it was like all my guy friends. I think because they're not really Godzilla fans, they didn't really see a problem with it. It was
0: just another big budget movie.
1: I mean, they had other problems with it, obviously. Mm -hmm. But my main issue was obviously like the mythology of it and Mm -hmm. everything. So I was more shocked. And I'm usually someone who can accept change pretty well i may not like it mm-hmm. but i can accept change mm-hmm. and that was not really change i was it, willing to accept
0: no it wasn't it was it was um as they as the fan of what it was you know godzilla name only it became gino so and then finally at least the what made it bearable was years later when toho was like no we own the character so we can use it for other stuff and you know it became part of the 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 um the overall canon if you will so, you can accept it on a side note, you know, and the, yeah. the fact that it's not Godzilla, it's a completely separate creature, yeah. but it's part of the Toho legacy. It's like, all right, so the sting does not hurt as bad. And plus, yeah. they got a decent cartoon out of it, too. I really enjoyed the Yeah, this no, I,
1: like s- I saw the cartoons, actually. Mm-hmm. I liked the cartoons. I was wondering what was going through the heads of the Toho executives. I, there like, was oh. a,
0: there, I remember reading a story. Uh, the guy that created uh, Godzilla, uh, T- Tomioka Tanaka, I believe. I, I believe me, you're going to hear me mangle many names because I do for both English, you know, French, Spanish, and Japanese. I mangle the shit out of names. So if people are listening, I'm like that's not his right name, it's like bear with me, please. But there, he was on. He was actually on his deathbed when that movie went to production, and uh, he got to see the the design, the Patrick Tatopoulos design. And they brought it to him, and Toho was just like. I guess whatever gets made and they showed him and uh, you know he was kind of in and out of it and uh, the initially he was like well describe it to me. It's like he's very thin.
1: Yes. I'm used to mine's looking like an iguanodon. Yeah. Because um, I am love dinosaurs. I love all things paleontology but mm-hmm. I was kind of like eh, what happened?
0: Yeah. I, you know, it's If it was any other monster the design actually would be a pretty decent design. But the fact that when you're sticking it with that name, you then you got a whole thing to set up you know, a whole just legacy to live up to. And at the at that point there was um it's not how filmmaking is today where like comic book movies have come this way too, where when they first start coming out, like the X Men movies, they were just like, Okay, we're taking the names, we're kinda taking the characters that you kinda know, but we're we're trying to make them adapt to what we think we can feed audiences, what they're willing to accept. When Honestly, a lot of people are willing to accept a lot of, like, the the more out-there stuff of, like, comic book characters. So we're at the point now where it's like, yeah, I can buy a guy turns into a giant green monster, and there's another dude who's got a serum in his thing, he dresses like an American flag that's been, you know, asleep for 50 years, and they both team up. It's like, yes, because had they done that in the late 90s or the 2000s, they would have mangled the shit out of it, because it's it's a thing where they think, like, like I, I think it was what it was it was Jurassic Park. So everyone's like, okay, Godzilla's a dinosaur. We make him act like a dinosaur.
1: He looked yeah. like something from Jurassic Park. Yes. So my friends were confused. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people knew what Godzilla was mm-hmm. or is, but they were like, we're pretty sure there's like a radiation thing going, and yeah. they were like, but he looks like a dinosaur.
0: Yeah, he looks like a T Rex from um, from Jurassic Park. That's mostly because that's what worked. So now we're. Shit, we're 15 years out from that. That was 15 Are years Are you serious? Ago. Now yeah, I was, suddenly
1: feel so old.
0: Yeah, I was doing the math in my head because it came out uh, It came out like uh, two weeks after like my favorite movie of all time, Fear and Loathing, came out. I was doing the math. I'm like, that came out oh My God, Godzilla came out 15. And then Armageddon's also 15. So that whole summer of 98, it's like, wow, there's a lot of stuff out that year. I'm getting old, too. Yeah. yeah I th- I'm starting to feel it, too. So, but... With everything, you know, time heals, people, you know, grow, and now we are coming up to, we are...
1: Hoping it gets done right. eight
0: months, (laughs) yeah. Well, well, so, let's go into that a little bit. So, uh, as we're recording this, um, you know, we're going to kind of start segmenting things once the show gets going, but I feel that we should probably talk about this right now in our first episode. Right. The San Diego Comic-Con trailer got leaked.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's all over the internet Mm -hmm. and everything, and there was all kinds of... The good thing about BuzzFeed and other sites is, bless their souls, Mm -hmm. because they did this with Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm -hmm. They would gif everything for, like, every six seconds, so you Mm -hmm. can kind of see the trailer, but in quick motions, little snippets. I personally loved it. I'm one of those people that buy into the hype of Mm -hmm. certain things. I think the year before, they had just a foot.
0: Yeah. And well, actually, no. I think the the
1: was it the year before they had something and it was super be, fast
0: because when they showed because well, uh, I've told on a on another podcast my displeasure with uh, getting shisted out of the Warner Brothers panel at Comic Con uh, two years ago. No, no, last year. So because they announced, oh, Pacific Rim's coming. We're gonna do a big panel, and then the Hobbit's gonna be there too. So I was like, oh shit, I gotta get up early. So I got there like at five in the morning. I yeah. waited. I was a hundred people away from getting into that panel. I did not get in.
1: <gasps> Are you serious? Eight and a half
0: hours in line. I waited and nothing. So it's just like, I was like, damn it, damn it. So I was like, I was kind of, I was miffed when I finally gave up. I'm like, well, Pacific Rim's a year away. I'll eventually see something. So I'm checking Twitter as I'm, you know, writing a story up because it's like, oh, Iron Man armor's on. I'll post something on that. And I'm checking my Twitter as I'm writing. And all of a sudden, I see on my feet pop up, uh, Warner Brothers just ended the Pacific Rim thing. Now they got something else. And I was reading. It's like, okay, lights are going down. And then it was yeah. just like blank. I'm just like, okay, so they're playing the Godzilla trailer again. I would just, I flip my shit. Like, literally, there was, it was a it was a movie. I was the guy in the middle of the convention center just screaming at the top of my lungs. <laughs> I'm like, what's the
1: I screamed so loud that all the people I sat with mm-hmm. leaned the other way because my <laughs> lovely friends that are with me are were there for other things. Mm-hmm. I think they just deal with me yeah. <laughs> with the thing. But I freaked out and my friend was like, you, you know, that was not that mm-hmm. I was like, shut your face. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah for the two seconds that
0: was there so then everyone was describing it. i'm just like oh god damn it really that's the, yeah, the because comic-con godzilla the two things i love the most and it's like that would have been my most perfect moment and instead i'm just seething with anger so as everyone's going on that's like, oh yeah they showed it again blah blah and they kind of i'm like i'm grumbling off so i go over to the legendary booth and i pass out tickets and gareth edwards is going to show up so i'm like all right, I'm gonna get something out of this. I know I will. So I go, I grab the ticket, and then I'm first in line. So I make sure I'm first, and I walk up, and he's Gareth's in there. There's very nice, very polite, and uh, one of the four writers. I forget which one it was at the time, but he's sitting there too. And I go up, I'm just like, Mr. Edwards, so like I love monsters. I was a big fan of his movie Monsters. I was like, it was great. I'm when I learned that you know it was you doing Godzilla. I did like a backflip, and he's like, really? He's like, I like, yeah. Look, uh, you. You know the the tone of monsters is what I've been waiting for for a Godzilla movie for years, and he's just like, and the writer leans over, is like, oh, no, no, we're doing more. I'm like, what do you mean more? He's like, no, no, believe me, we're doing it right. And did you see the tree? Did you see the trailer? I'm like, no, no I didn't see the trailer. He's like, all right, all right, but believe me, it, there's you know, we're not gonna screw it up. I'm like, you're not gonna Sony scripts. He's like, no, oh, no, 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 we're not gonna Sony screw it up. So, and Garrett just turned to me. He's like, I he was like doing this kind of thing like he was like uh, because i'm a big guy kind of posing he's a tiny guy sitting at a table and i just turned to him and he's just like i'm gonna give you a badass godzilla movie and then he put it this way he's like it's gonna be a dark knight godzilla movie i'm like okay that's what i want he's like there's not gonna be any and i'm like just ask me this one question Is he gonna look like godzilla he's like of course what else would we do? we're doing the goddamn thing if he doesn't look like him i'm like all right so now i feel comfortable so, and he was very polite, and, he was, and the, the writer was a little more kind of like, like, no, no, we're going to blow your mind, kind of <laughs> thing. So, Gareth was just very, um, I'm going to make a really awesome movie, just, you know, just have faith. So, and then... With now with that trailer coming out, I know it's a proof of concept trailer, and especially seeing if uh, did you get to go to the Godzilla experience at Comic Con?
1: Uh, I was not able to. I had to work a lot. But, but did you I get really, to the Warner really Brothers panel? To- I did not. I was also oh, working. So, damn, I was also working. It yeah, sucked.
0: Yeah, because that uh, that the because everyone that when that trailer came up, everyone's mm-hmm. like, "Oh wow, is that what's going to look like?" and people were pointing, out, like, no, that's the San Diego trailer. Like if you saw it from Comic-Con, that's not exactly how Godzilla's going to look. But the beauty was he looked like Godzilla and just the imagery was just gorgeous. And that was just, that's everyone was like, oh wow, this is going to, this is not Pacific Rim. There's going to be something even better. So
1: yeah, no, I think the two years ago Mm -hmm. when my friends had leaned the opposite directions of my (laughs) Black Canary scream, Mm -hmm. when I was so excited with, their main concern was like, so next year we're getting Pacific Rim in Godzilla, Mm -hmm. they were like, that's kind of like a monster overload, like an oversaturation because it is a market I think it takes some people time to use to. It's not a superhero market. No, no. So they were like, it might take a while but luckily the movies are not coming out in the same year. Yeah. So, so, you know, someone had brought
0: that up. They're like, Warner Brothers is doing two giant monster films. It's like, well... Yes and no. Legendary's doing two giant monster films, and actually they had a third one going that Roberts uh, Robert Zemeckis was, was supposed to do. That I think it fell apart. It was a giant sea monster movie. But uh, now they're like, uh, from what I read, uh, Thomas Tall, like he was like adamant to get Godzilla like back in 2010 when they finally got it. He's just like, I started this comedy to make comic book movies, and I wanted to make a Godzilla movie. It's like now we're finally doing it. I'm like, yes, thank you because Watchmen was awesome. So and I. It, I'm, fr- I'm a firm believer in Legendary. They got a really good track record. So when they announced it, and I was just like, these guys are going to, everything is going to be, life is glorious once again.
1: Do you feel that little boy inside of you? I do, like, like about the one to, that, to pop out.
0: The one that was horribly squashed and then <laughs> rubbed over with bleach from not only the American, the last American one, but from Cloverfield. That would he was rising up like a zombie. It was just like, no, there's <laughs> hope. No, and like the rubble came back down. Now it's like he's just been injected with steroids and it's just punching his way through. So Pacific Rim got me up to that point, and now. The, now that the marketing for the Sony, for the new one's starting to come out, I'm getting to that, I'm getting the shakes, like 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 I'm an addict again.
1: Because Pacific Rim was my little girl dream come true mm-hmm. to me. I know most people probably think about other wonderful things, mm-hmm. um, however, like for ponies me... ponies
0: and princesses.
1: Or, or weddings, which nothing mm-hmm. wrong, I actually love weddings, but I was kind of like, no, I've always wanted giant robots fighting giant monsters. Mm-hmm. If it happened, I was thinking most likely Japan would be first. Mm-hmm. But I would love to see an American film done. I mean, the director's not American, but yeah. an American film done. Because I Cause wanted it originally into English. Yeah, But I'm sure if had Japan done it first, I would have to wait for the subtitles or dubbing. So yeah. when Pacific Rim came out, I was so excited. And I remember when... The thing is, the marketing was very soft mm-hmm. and very slow.
0: And that's what a lot of people blame. Um, it's kind of
2: um, Yes. Yes.
1: yes. I was the type of on. person where... I was currently in kind of a townhouse apartment situation where I have several other many amazing roommates. And I woke up to to know that Apple's trailer was going to post it on like a certain a.m. time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I It was terrible. I don't know if they ever filmed it, and I hope it never becomes like a Vine video, <laughs> but it's me wearing like... Hamtaro pajamas, and I'm screaming, and I'm so excited, but I haven't hit play yet. Mm -hmm. And then I hit play, and then I watch it, and then I'm freaking out. I'm screaming so loud. I've woken up everyone in the house. But they have, like, vinyl wooden aluminum floors that Mm. I slipped, and then I fell immediately, promptly (laughs) after. But I was so freaking excited, and my friends was like, I don't know if you know how old you are, (laughs) but... Some of us got to work. And yeah. I was like, hey, I did too. But I was just so excited because I was counting down. Because, you know, they usually announce it early. Yeah, they will be like, you know, oh, the tr- you know expect now Iron was- Man 3 trailer to come out next Tuesday or whatever. Yeah. So I had this waiting for a while. Mm-hmm. So I was very, very excited to see it. You know, we've seen other ones and stuff. But I was very, 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 very excited to see it. I was a little bit too excited because I have one of the roommates has very, I'm going on forever with Mm the story, sensitive hearing. Mm -hmm. His ears rang. (laughs) His ears rang and he was very not happy afterwards. But I was super, super, super excited.
0: Well, I got a more embarrassing story on my end.
1: May that Vine video never come out.
0: <laughs> um, when the Pacific Rim, because um, the buildup to it, uh, in my old job, I had access to a computer. So on my breaks, I'd be like pulling up stuff like, oh, the week before the trailer was released, that's when they started releasing the marketing stuff. So it's like, okay, here's the blueprints for all the Jaegers. And here's mm-hmm. all this. And it's like,
2: mm-hmm. okay,
0: Thursday afternoon at like 4.30, that was like when the trailer was going to go up. So I'm sitting there, I'm like... I got like an hour till I get out of work. I gotta find something. It's like the clock was ticking down, so I'm like, "Hey boss, I'm gonna go use the bathroom real quick." I'm like, <laughs> "Okay." So I go and I take my smartphone and I go into a stall. I sit down, and mind you, I just close the lid. So I'm sitting on a light, like a chair, and I just got my I got my phone out. I'm just refreshing uh, YouTube until it finally pops up, and then it pops up. and I'm just sitting there like. And it's on a, a five inch screen, but I'm just it's right in my eyes like it's Cyclops' visor. And I'm just like <laughs> sucking it all in. And my buddy who works there walks into the bathroom at you know while I'm watching and this finishes, I'm just like, Oh sweet God, yes. And he's just like, What are you doing in there, dude? He's like, Are you you're enjoying yourself a little too much? I'm just like, Oh. Nah, I'll be out in a minute. <laughs> he's just like, You're watching that trailer, aren't you? I'm like, How'd you know? He's like because i never hear you go sweet god yes when you're in the bathroom so uh he's like yeah it's like can i see it so he's like yeah so i'm like here i pop the door open as so he comes in so that way the bosses don't see and he's like it's like holy shit that's awesome so as we're walking out we both come out of the stall and another one of our coworkers comes in and he just stands there Looks like the hell's going on And just like nothing like You guys just can't use a toilet together?
1: (laughs) No, it's really exciting. I remember when the WonderCon one came out. Mm -hmm. It's the first time I saw uh, the Jaeger walk down dragging the U-boat like a baseball bat. Yeah, I stood up, and I started cheering, and the guy behind me was like, sit down, and I felt so bad. But luckily, Del Toro is someone who knows how the fans work, and Mm -hmm. he is a fan himself, so he showed the trailer again a second time, Yeah, and... I knew not to stand up the second time, but I was super excited. And that's when I decided that when the movie came out Mm -hmm. at midnight, me and my friends were going to go, um, I actually dressed up as like a kaiju, mm-hmm. but I was wearing, um, there was basically dinosaur PJs from Japan. They were onesies. They they were like called like karagumis or something, mm-hmm. but they're really cute. So I wasn't really a kaiju. And I made uh, my friend, Mr. Sensitive Ears, mm-hmm. uh, dress up as a Jaeger, and he was just like, oh fine, I guess. And then my other friends and it was really funny. I had another friend come and he wanted to be a, a, a pilot or something. A co-pilot. And so he was like, but you need two of it. And it was this whole mm-hmm. coordination thing. But I was really, really excited for unfortunately the only one who wanted to dress like this. <laughs> everyone else was just, I think they just go along to like amuse me.
0: I did an IMAX showing. I dragged everyone uh, along with me.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. So um you know, uh, George, my buddy, was just like, you know, I'm going to be there with the camera to film your disappointment. Because they st- uh, that was the joke. They're like, it's going to mm-hmm. be Cloverfield all over again for you. I'm just like, nope. So, uh,
1: but then Idris Elba can do no wrong. Oh, my God. Idris Elba
0: is a, just a juggernaut of a man, too. So we're sitting there, and uh, pretty much I'm just like, it's like heroin for me. I'm just like, more, more. And so... My buddy and George are, like, kind of looking. They're like, I can hear them, like, whispering to each other. I'm just like, I don't give a shit. There's a monster, you know, robots pummeling monsters right now. And so the movie ends, and uh, we stay for the post credit stuff and everything. And then we get up, and my buddy turns to me and he's like, you look like a four-year-old who had just walked into a Toys R Us for the first time. It's like, I don't think I've ever seen you smile like that before. I'm like, you have not lived until you've seen you know, like something like this. This is what I've been waiting for my whole life. So, And not only that, but... It's a matter of fact that there's been a drought of this kind of stuff for yeah. 10 years now. Yeah. Uh, ever since Final Wars, uh, Godzilla Final Wars came out in Japan, they haven't really done anything. There's been, you know, you can live off Ultraman, but it's kind of not right. the same thing. You know, it's right. it's like, I'm used to drinking Coke, but now all I have is Coke Zero. So it, <laughs> it satisfies the need for something sweet, but it's not the same thing. Right. So, uh, and then... Um what was it? Uh Dai or whatever I think they're called something else now, but then they tried to revive Gamma after Godzilla left and then that didn't really pan mm. out too well. And then yeah. you have nothing but um parody movies that's been coming out. So like the, the genre kinda like dropped off in Japan. Mm-hmm. So it's like the no the well, that there's nothing coming out of the well, you're pumping and there ain't no oil coming out of that thing anymore. So it's like you're going to wherever you can. Right. And so, you know, Again, coming back to Cloverfield, it's like, oh, this is going to reignite everything. And It's like, oh, we got a comic book. That's cool. Like IDW was, like, yeah, well, IDW did we're really We're going to make a Godzilla job. comic yeah. book. I'm like, they did great. At least, thank you. Something. Yeah, so, it's
1: like it's like Doctor Who fans who have to went through a period of drought.
0: They went through twenty something years before that, or no, they went through fifteen years, I think. They, they went through I. yeah,
1: many years. And the thing is, like, we had to live through. Fan fiction or mm-hmm. IDW. And that one
0: or re- really crappy Fox movie that was counted as canon. <laughs> and a lot of people are like, yeah, we don't like to talk about that, but we have to because it's counted as canon.
1: Yeah, And then we did that, and um, yeah, so I kind of felt like my childhood is being relived. And I was very excited because I kind of felt like you know, this is what I've always wanted and it's finally mm. come true. When I was younger, I was thinking, it'll never happen in my lifetime. Yeah. But it happened in yeah. our lifetime. It's like
0: many people, it's like, I'll never live long enough to see a black man become president. And then they do, like, I never thought I'd live to see it. Yes. So, now it's like, now we're finally, we're, it. God bless Hollywood for, you know, ironically, the dry well that Hollywood has hit, ironically, has been bringing out stuff that people have been like, why don't you do this? So, like, no, we're too busy doing it. So, it's like, well now we've kind of done everything else, so let's go do Giant Monsters again. And you know, say what's one thing for Pacific Rim, you could say a lot of things of the fact that, you know, Warner Brothers kind of didn't market, and a lot of it might have had to do with the fact that they knew Legendary was bolting from them. So they're like, "Mm, fuck this noise, we didn't really, you know, put too much money in. Godzilla, on the other hand, though, they put a lot of money into. Mm -hmm. They got half the budget, so they're like, okay, we gotta push this. And not only that, but Godzilla is a known property, and that's what gets pushed nowadays in the movie industry. It's Okay, this was based on something, so let's run with it. It's like, you know, Godzilla, you know, the giant monsters, the stomping on thing. We're going to do that, but it's going to be with big budget effects, and it's not going to be with Matthew Broderick.
1: Right, right. And,
0: and the fact that they actually got like a, a fairly, I, I would like to call it like an A grade cast, too. I mean, say what you will about um, Kick Ass being in it, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah. But, I mean, he's up and coming. Believe me, if, if he's going to be Quicksilver, like his. His stock is going to rise real quick. They have the Olsen sister that can act. And then they got uh, one Brian Cranston. Cranston. So that's alone. We're like, Brian Cranston's in a Godzilla. I got to see this. So I'm hoping that's what a lot of it will be. And then if the teaser trailer is any, you know, at least gives you an idea of what the tone will be, I think a lot of people are going to be pleasantly surprised like, that didn't suck at all. Or that's not campy at all. You know? Right. So. And that's hope. That's, you know, as we go on with this show, we're going to delve into that, you know, the different eras. We're going to delve into the campiness of, of some of the stuff, well, why there's maybe a stigma to it. We're also going to go into like, there's a love and craftsmanship to it. So yeah. Into the soupmation, into the model building, the people behind it, you know, the, um, just the various, we're, we're covering it all. It's like, if there's something about it, that's what we're going to be covering on this show. Yes.
1: Western, Eastern, mm-hmm. anything. It can come from Singapore, mm-hmm. India. There might be a South African movie out there if you guys know. Um, you don't you know you find out all kinds of things. My friends just discovered like a Filipino or Indonesian version of their Batman and Robin. Oh, yeah. I heard, Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. like you internet is full of wonders. There's all kinds of hidden treasures there. I
0: know. That's well, I was on a kick for like Indian knockoff films for a while.
1: Yes, where their Superman's doing, um Spider-Man's doing Bollywood yes. and other things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah,
0: like him uh, Captain America and El Santo team up to fight an evil Spider-Man or yep. they like their terrible knockoff of superman where the effect that they had was a kid outrunning a tr- slow moving train to look like he was faster than like a, a train <laughs> and like his impressive feat of strength was bending a hose which was supposed to be a pipe but it clearly was a garden hose i
1: was going to say garden yeah. hose
0: so yeah and then for some reason in the middle of the movie they stop so that way they can have a dance sequence in it too where he's at a disco uh, that kind of stuff that there's a charm to it that's maybe unintentional, but it's there. And that's what draws a lot of people. That's one of the draws of the genre in itself. That you know, in the when they first started, they were straightforward, serious films, much like the movies that Harryhausen did back in the day. Like mm-hmm. you look at them now, it's like, yeah, they're stop motion, but you know, there's you know, to the average person, is like, oh, this is just a puppet moving around, you know, because they're they're so uh, spoiled by CG and like mm-hmm. going for realism and stuff like that. But back in the day, that was top of the line. You know, when the first couple of got when the first Gods movie came out, they never told anybody how they did it. It was just like, it wasn't, they didn't know it was a man in a suit. They're just like, how in the hell did you do that? It's like, trade secret.
2: Yeah. So, yeah.
0: But, you know, it's, they were straightforward, serious films. It's, you know, the, uh, the idea of use the special effect not as the center of the story, but to complement the story. And that's what those early movies were like, and then right. they became exploitative. And it's just like this week, Godzilla and his son are team up to fight a giant toad-looking creature. So, and we've cut the budget in half, and it's about a little fat kid running around in shorts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I loved it, and it's it's. I want to actually briefly, if we can briefly sure. cover, because it's too amazing. Mm-hmm. How did you get into the world of kaiju?
0: That's a good question. Okay. Well, I go first, and then you go. Okay. 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 So I was four years old. So my earliest memories, Hell I was yeah. being a uh, being a red blooded boy. I was into dinosaurs. Yes. I had a billion plastic dinosaurs. My dad would hit the swap meets and pick up these because they're like a dime a dozen. So not only did I have giant like plastic dinosaur, roads, but then I was, he was like here, here's a dragon, here's some other thing, and, like there's some he man shit thrown in there. There was all kinds of stuff, and then one day. And, again, this is one of my earliest memories, and this is how I remember it. Uh, we were sitting uh, in our back room. My dad's like, i got to go do something. Flip through the channel, and I believe it was on uh, Channel 5 out here in L.A., KTLA. They were playing Godzilla in 1985. My dad's like, oh, Godzilla, here, watch this. And I sat down like, that's a dinosaur. And he's huge. Oh, and he braced fire. And then, for the longest time, that was the only Godzilla movie I had saw. But mm-hmm. it just it left that mark. There's like, if you cat scan my head, there's that dark center it's like is that a tumor it's like no that's when he first saw godzilla that's just where his brain erupted and that's scar tissue now so that was the first time and then it evolved into um i think from like my fifth birthday i was just like i i is there more is there more godzilla my dad's like yeah there's a lot more so they bought me a vhs copy of uh, godzilla vs. megalon really in today's standards really poor quality but to five really you don't know the difference. It's just like okay, there's monsters going on, and it, that's it, it, I was hooked. And a year later, uh, the Australian Ultraman hit TV, and it's just like I, there's a whole there's there, there's more of this stuff. And so my dad being the the my dad luckily I wouldn't call him a nerd, but he was super into he loves comic art, he loves horror mm-hmm. films and stuff like that. So it was just like, come son, I will teach you these things. I will show you. And he had buddies in a comic store, so they would get fan scenes in it's like here look at this I'm like there's a movie with all these monsters in it like that was destroy all monsters at the time it was just like and pretty much my mom was like what the hell did you do to him She's like all he wants. Sounds Godzilla stuff. It was Godzilla and Voltron for the longest time.
1: Yes, it was Voltron, just, just
0: big, big robots, big monsters, and with the occasional Ninja Turtles and Ghostbusters thrown in. Yeah. that's all I ever asked for for Christmas. And in 1991, there's not a lot of stuff you can find. So it was whatever they could do. I had that Imperial Godzilla that you would see in the background of Roseanne, and that was pretty much it. So, but you know, as things grew and my dad started taking me to comic conventions, I learned. Oh, yeah, you can go buy this stuff because people bring it over from Japan. And now I'm a terrible, terrible addict.
1: <laughs> no, but all this good comes out of it. Yes. Now, now so we're podcasting like, about it. Yes.
0: So what was what's your origin story?
1: I think I was about three. Mm-hmm. We lived in Florida at the time. And I w- I was born and raised in America. Mm-hmm. So... However, my parents, my mom, my dad worked during the day, so my mom pretty much raised me, mm-hmm. but I have a good relationship with both. That yeah. sounded terrible for a second there. <laughs> but um, she would. I would watch Sesame Streets and all kinds because she wanted me to have the best start I can in the United States by mm-hmm. having... Perfect English,
0: Mm -hmm. but well, I think you should really let people. You're of Asian descent. Yes, I am.
1: Everyone's like, "What is she?" Mm -hmm. It's a you know strawberry shortcake, rainbow thing going on. (laughs) No, um, no, I I am of Asian descent, Mm so. Um, I would watch it, you know, you learn your English because, you know, you want to make sure that you don't have an accent. Yeah. Um, but my mother's also very open. Like, she lets me have the remote control, which looking back, she may have regretted. But I will flip through channels, and like you, I mm-hmm. loved i loved dinosaurs because mm-hmm. my mother does not believe in gender roles she's mm-hmm. not super feminist but she doesn't believe in gender roles. so i had like dolls and train sets mm-hmm. dinosaur books and princess books so i was obsessed with dinosaurs and i loved animals
2: mm-hmm.
1: and i looked and godzilla looked like a fat chubby iguana mm-hmm. that could walk on his back legs but kind of like a dinosaur and i like flip the f out um do you, remember, was,
0: do you remember what the first movie was that you saw i don't
1: remember i do not remember i just remember clips of it mm-hmm. that's why like
0: if you went through and watched it would you have like that flashback i think sequence? i can
1: yeah and so i i fell in love with it and then what does every kid do you put all your toys up to look like a mini san francisco tokyo mm-hmm. and then you just crash through it and start yelling and that's when my mom is like what are you doing it's messy what's going on and i would tell her she knows what the character is my parents know what the character is mm-hmm. they're not huge fans of the character but they know what it is. Mm-hmm. So, you know better than me learning how to roll a joint at an age of four. They just <laughs> yeah. kind of let me start watching at three.
0: It's like, at least she's not smoking crack.
1: <laughs> yeah, so they let me do it and then ever since then, then I discovered like, you know, then there's like Rodan and Mothra and I loved insects, you know, and just everything and then from there the love of it just kind of grew mm. and then I still remember, you know, and then there was Gamera, mm. which I was so excited because to me I was like, mommy, giant turtle! And mm. then so she's like, I don't know this, this turtle is going Around doing things and I still remember You make it
0: sound so seedy too. Like you're going around like he's driving around like giving kids candy. It's like come meet me, terrible Yeah, come meet me around the corner.
1: But I like loved it. And so and I remember it was real horrible because we went to a pond and I was feeding ducks and I saw this tiny turtle and Mm -hmm. I like took him and I like threw him in the air to see if he could fly, (laughs) and then he just landed in the water, and my mother was like, No! And she was like freaking out. Um she was like, That's not how you treat animals you know Jessica don't do that and then I was like but he flies on tv my mom is like but that one's large and then she went to this whole thing it's like and my dad is a computer engineer he's a mm-hmm. scientist and so he was kind of went through this whole thing of like okay something that large it's not possible for him <laughs> so to fly br- that high he was and bringing then so, down the science I was for you like, a so sad and my mom is like you know Santa can fly and there was this whole thing but they kind of let me because my parents are very big on imagination mm-hmm. and they wanted me to be someone you know who grew up to be very imaginative and be able to have creativity because that's Mm -hmm. sadly something school systems have squashed over over the years. And my mother knows that. She's a teacher. So she wants to make sure that I kind of, you know, lived in the creative world for Mm -hmm. as long as I can. And ever since then, you know, history was set. Mm -hmm. And then I remember one time my mom is like, it's just Godzilla. You're never... And then now... Now mm-hmm. I was like, look mom, I can finally make a semi career choice out of it. You thought it could never happen, but she's always been really supportive with the exception of Godzilla, but yeah. now she's learned to just let it go. And yeah,
0: see that's the thing too, <laughs> like when you hit me up with this, I, you know, you're like, let's do a Kaiju podcast and one of the aspects of it was that obviously you're a girl. So <laughs> and I'm not trying to be mean about that, but it's like it's not a thing like very few women I've ever, because I've been to the 2G Fest they had out here and obviously there were some women fans, but it's mostly, it's a dude thing. It's like a G fest is awesome, dude. It's, yeah, it's mostly, I won t- the video contest two years in a row there, when I was in, like, my early teens. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's shameless whoring, once again. Um, but no, it's, it's, you know, I, and I'm not trying to, like, put it down, but it was like, it, this is, this would make it interesting, because honestly, I've listened to other podcasts about Godzilla Lentz. It's all dudes, usually. It's like, and I think it's because there's you know that draw there's monsters tend to be like a guy thing um you know dinosaurs tend to be a boy thing when you know you're growing up and you know as you said there's like these kind of gender roles that start where it's like girls go off and start doing their own thing guys keep being boys until they hit like 19 and then they just become ad- you know grown-up adolescents and that's about it but, yeah but um,
1: society's doing better at it i know toys r us or some store. In- like london doesn't mm. they don't gender stereotype their toys anymore mm-hmm. but like like you were saying like throughout the years different films came out and that's mm. how it fed me but i always felt like i had i'm an only child so I felt like the only person I can talk to about it was my mom, mm-hmm. but she's always cooking. So she's like, Oh, that's nice. So he's walking through town killing people. Mm-hmm. Okay. But like you can tell that she's just kind of she's there just like, to understand. I love my daughter, me.
0: but just I can't do And then deal there was in
1: sixth grade, I remember this one other kid in my class I found mm-hmm. out was really into Godzilla, and we talked about it all the time, and he was really mm-hmm. into it. And then the, I really got into the internet because 1996. Yeah. And then. One time, I came at recess with those really thick binders. They're like four-inch binders of just print-out pictures of everything. And I think this kid realized that he got in touch with the wrong friend. He was like, well, I like it a lot. Yeah. But not that much. See, that was the thing. And I was just really into it. See, that was the thing,
0: too. uh, You know... With all the things that, you know, guys, it, today you throw a rock and you hit fandom and it's just like, oh, what, you're a huge Inspector Gadget fan? Yeah, there's a million of those other dudes out there. But when you're a kid pre internet, which to a lot of kids is like, there was a time before the internet? It's like, yes. yes. There was a time when you could, you had a a horribly large computer and you had a dial up to made a god awful noise that sounded like demons screaming in the night. But before that, you had to go out and find people. And. It was very rare to find anybody that, A, was like, you like Godzilla, and B, it was, yeah, I like Godzilla, but do you like him on the same level? I do.
1: And then you're so scared because then once you latch onto that friend, if that person's not on the same passionate level, you will not have that friend much longer. Yeah,
0: and then it becomes that awkward phase where it's just like, I think we should see other people now. Yes. So you know, with other you know, with certain things like it was on TV, like Transformers was easy to get uh, other dudes into. Mm-hmm. GI Joe, Ghostbusters, I had no problem making friends with them, or Ghostbusters or Ninja Turtles. It was just like Godzilla was always that thing. It was just like, yeah, I'm into this. I had one buddy that was just like, yeah, I'm into it, but he was like willing to like jump on board with me. It's just like right. he's like. Teach me how. I'm just like, okay, well, here, watch these movies and do this. It's like, oh, man, this is awesome. But he never got to the same level where I got into collecting and stuff, but he was just like, no, these are cool. No, no I'm, I'm down with you on that. It wasn't until uh, I discovered uh, Fan Magazine that's like, mm. oh, so it can, then the fandom opens <laughs> up. Yes. And then I found my way into the Internet where I was also doing the same thing. I, before I had my own computer, I'd go down to my local library and spend hours upon hours because they're like, printing is free over here. Just please donate something. (laughs) It's like, is there a limit to how much we can print? No. And I had discovered websites that would publish screenplays, like produced and unproduced. Right. But when I say unproduced, I'm talking about like James Cameron's original Spider-Man script. I'm just like, this is up here and no one is talking about it. And so it'd be like... I look over and people are like, "How many pages is that dude printing?" And they're looking. It's like, "What are you printing?" I'm like uh, James Cameron's masterpiece, you know, of uh, *Abyss*, his original 185-page script. I'm like, I guess that's educational, okay? And then I discovered the Godzilla forums there, and you know, Dalot being what it was, you know, everything was just a little those crappy GIF images, and people, you know, to download a, a, a picture would take about four to five minutes. So it's just like. Okay, I can't come back and just keep pulling this. So i got to print everything out in black and white. And uh, and I would create little binders and start coloring them in because that's the kind of weirdo I was. And then I discovered like, there was a lot of other attempts at that mm-hmm. stuff. And I found like the original Sony script, all that stuff. And then it just spitballed into, I think we're going to write about this one day. And now, again, here we
1: are. And I'm excited because I think Pacific Rim has brought out a lot of people who are newly into it or Mm. have always liked it but never really came out of the woodworks. And so now I feel like I kind of (laughs) have... Some more people to talk to.
0: In the video Pacific Rim, it hit it hit two genres at once. It hit the anime robot mm-hmm. genre, mm-hmm. then it hit the giant monster genre, and then it hit that kind of weird in between that Japan had, where the, with like Johnny Saco and his flying robot, where mm-hmm. people were like super into that. Like, oh, this is kind of the same. So that you know, it for, which still surprised me just. You know, it, it, at least it has its fans, and the fandom is still. You can tell every day there's more and more stuff growing about it. Right. And I think with the release of the home video um, as we're recording this week, it, it'll grow. It's going to be one of those movies that, that finds an audience, and that it's just going to keep going. And you know, it's it, before you know, it, there's just there's going to be like you know, the phantoms going to explode. Yeah, I kind of trailed off there on that one.
1: No, it's fine. <laughs> no, I had a friend who was checking box office every day. Mm-hmm. And he was like, how is this movie not making as much money as grown-ups? Mm-hmm. And he was like freaking out. And he goes, no, we're not going to get Pacific Rim 2. Oh, my God. He was like freaking out. I was like, I'm glad I brought you into my world of crazy. Mm-hmm. And he goes, no, I just like it because robots, just mm-hmm. Elba. So he's one of like 10% in. But he was still kind of felt like this is a movie that should have... Done even better at its box office, and of course we all blame marketing or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he was just really excited, and he's asked me like every day the last couple of days, like when is the DVD coming out? I'm like mm-hmm. October 15th, the day of one of my dad's birthday. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, and Little Mermaid came out October 1st, <laughs> and then he was like, okay, I go those are my childhood things. Like, so I was like, no, and so we're obviously probably gonna go find a Best Buy or something on Tuesday, and like look for it because we want to support it yeah and del toro is a director who truly cares about what he does mm-hmm. is a fan himself and seems to be very nice to people
0: oh no he's been a he's, so he's been a gem every time i met him yeah he was the first director like professional director i ever met even like i met him and sam raimi on the same day but del toro comes kind of, like, because i went to go real real quick story i went to the la comic-con before it was the shell of itself that it is now. Um, and they had uh, A Legged Freaks, Blade 2, and then they were going to show something for Spider Man, which was a month later. And Sam Raimi was there, so I'm like, I got to meet Sam Raimi. So we go, I'm sitting there and in the audience, and, you know, ironically, Dean Devlin, the producer of the Godzilla <laughs> movie, was there. So he was talking about A Legged Freaks. And then Guillermo del Toro comes out. I'm like, who's this guy? And it's like, uh, he's this guy's like, he's the director of Blade 2. I'm like, oh. And he won everyone over. He was just this. Charming large Mexican man who was telling just stories like you know, I'll go into later, but he was like just anecdote after anecdote. So when I walked up, I'm like, dude, man, I love Blade 2. And like, you are a funny son of a bitch. He's like, oh, thank you so much. He's really appreciative to find someone who just enjoys humor and monsters. And like, it, I'm gonna follow you forever. And ergo, years later, when I made him at um, Monster Palooza. Super nice guy, and I told him it's like, dude, you were the first director I ever met, and you set the precedents for all the other directors. Like, I hope I didn't set the bad precedent. Like, no, no. It's like, if anything, everyone's been shit up to your point. So, so it's like you, you know, like one of the top guys. I go on to everybody about your films, and they're like, they're like, just shut up about this guy. I'm uh, like, not to the point like they hate his stuff, but it's just like you talk too much. So,
1: (laughs) no, no. He he seems he seems so nice, Mm -hmm. and I was. I was just so awestruck about how great he was and he's just very friendly with his fans. And he takes his time to hit up small stores and small conventions and small events because mm-hmm. I think he's still very well connected with the community. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's that's one of the great things of why I, I hope to see him succeed more in Hollywood. Yeah. But no, no, yeah, he's been, he's been really great. But yeah, I look forward to Pacific Rim 2. I felt really bad like during Pacific Rim 1 I was sitting there and my friends were like, what's wrong with you? I was like, do you think I'm the only person rooting for the kaiju to win? <laughs> and my friends are like, probably mm-hmm. because the humans are there for the human component of yeah. the audience. I love robots. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge, like right now I'm wearing a Transformers hoodie, but RoboCop was like my first crush. He's my first crush. He was awesome. I was like, marry now you me. Open up another door. And I was 3. <laughs> but the problem was um if I really had to pick, like it came down to like you know, I wouldn't say gun to my head cuz either way I think that person would shoot me, but uh-huh. I was like I would still have to pick Kaiju over mm-hmm. robots and when I was watching this I was like I just want them to win but I know that was not the point but hopefully we'll, we'll see well, maybe you, something different in well, Pacific I think of course humans are still going to yeah.
0: win well it could be like something like Dread Lord Dread did horrible the box but it just annihilated mm, on Dread.
1: DVD Dread oh Dread was my a great god movie. when it hit Netflix yeah. it was on loop yeah on, in our, in our you know apartment a, condo
0: yeah, ironically it has a very Robocop feel to it too but, um, no, the beauty about, one, that, yay for China because they ate it up like it was candy. So it did gangbusters there. And that's the reason why, you know, mm-hmm. I, was, I was reading there's, um, they're making another Narnia film. And the question was, why? And the reason was, China loves Narnia. They love going through that wardrobe, and they love watching Mr. Thomas. So if China loves it, it's like, no, I think we can go do another one. So,
1: that, because like 1.7 billion people, even it, if half of them watch it. Yeah,
0: like, and not only that, but those, it was, you know, in Japan, everyone was like, oh, it's going to do gangbusters in Japan. Unfortunately, they released it against Miyazaki's last movie, and Miyazaki movies are holidays in Japan. So it just yeah. annihilated everything over there. Like nothing did anything during that run of um, of his last movie. So I was and I was looking. I was like, Why would you release this when you knew this was coming out? It was the second week. I'm like, It's these are Titanic level movies in Japan. You, you don't release anything within a five month window <laughs> after it for fear of it not doing well,
1: right? Right.
0: But China, thankfully, you know, China's still cool. You know, they uh they, they gave a hope for at least a sequel. But if anything, I hopefully Legendary at least does something with it. They give us comic books or at least something. There's right. a rich world that Travis Beecham created initially with it and Guillermo del Toro just added his magic to it, that it could be horribly exploited for years to come. Right. So but now we have Godzilla to look forward to.
1: Yes, we do. So But that was, that was a great intro Mm. for for our pilot.
0: So we promise we will actually talk about very specific things coming up. Um like I said, we're we'll be covering the comic books when they come out. Um we'll be covering the movies. Uh there's and there's a ton there's of stuff.
1: video games, there's video games. training we, cards. we
0: have a script. T shirts
1: merchandising. Yeah,
0: we got we got a piece of paper with a uh, scriptment on it that looks like, you know, here ye, here ye, here comes the king. And it goes right down to the floor of stuff we're gonna be covering. So yep. uh we might have some guests come in, hopefully
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: to uh, talk about their fandom and whatnot and you know, we, we promise it's going to be just more than us kind of blathering on about our lives. So, Yes. Uh, that's going to do it for this debut episode of the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at the Kaiju Kingdom. Yes. On Facebook at the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. Go find us there. Friend us. We will be putting all kinds of goodies and stuff on there as well. Yeah.
1: Be our friends because mm. we want to be your friends and we'll have more people to talk to you about. It'll be fun.
0: Mm. Jessica, where can we find your work?
1: Oh, um, I run thecomicbookgirl dot com and mm. girlongeek.com. dot com, mm-hmm. and
0: you talk about comic
1: books on that for the comic book girl, yes, <laughs> <laughs> thecomicbookgirl dot uh, com. I do, and then uh, girl on geek is everything else that I love, and one of the subsections is kaiju and all that stuff. So I really like it. So
0: girlongeek.com. dot uh, com, you can find my work at. Uh, the realmcast.com that's T H E R E A L M Cast uh, where I do a couple of other podcasts you can hear my sultry voice there on take two and a couple of other things where you do. and uh, oh, real quick, what's your Twitter handle?
1: I actually just switched over. It's comic book girl, but there's like a uh, underscore mm-hmm. between the words. so, so it's th- comic underscore book underscore girl and there's also at Girl on geek.
0: Do we have a Tumblr page?
1: We do have a Tumblr page mm-hmm. too. You know what, people? And for, I thought about starting a Pinterest. We might even do that. Um, for Tumblr, we are the kaiju thekaijukingdompodcast.tumblr.com,
0: and you can find us on Tumblr too at the Realm. You can find me and my work on tu- on uh, the Realmcast on Tumblr as well. You kind of just got to search it out, don't we? Yep. I'm getting a thumbs up, yeah. So, and then uh, my Twitter handle is bastard underscore robo. can If you really dare to go look at that, that's just me ranting and raving about stuff. So, if you want my more professional stuff, uh, check out th- at therealmcast.com. That's where you can find most of uh, my professional work.
1: And if some of you guys prefer not to stalk us personally on mm-hmm. Facebook or just find Chris Eaton, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you can always email us. We have the Kaiju Kingdom podcast at gmail dot com, and you can just email us and please write. Say let us know. It's
0: like, hey, I think you're doing great, or hey, this is bullshit. And you talk more about giant monsters. So, yes. is, uh, is
1: Jessica a real person? Is Chris just <laughs> yeah, sitting is, next am, to am a am robot? Si-
0: yeah, it might. Am I doing voices? Because it's like, there's no way a guy like that's hanging out with a girl. <laughs>
1: <So>. <laughs> no, but I'm glad we found each other and mm. we're buddies.
0: So that will do it for this week's episode. Stay tuned next week. Uh, we will have new all the news that uh, that the Kaiju World is producing, and we'll probably talk about a movie. Maybe we'll figure it out. We haven't we haven't gotten to that far yet. So uh, thanks for listening, and uh, see you next time.
2: Thank you.